Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, filled with spider-related anticipation. Who isn't? Let's be frank. The year is 2021. The right. month is November. America is filled with spider-related anticipation when will that sack burst <laughs> sure what's going on buddy well, why what's with these spiders what's the spider talk well, as, as 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 i've said on this show before i think you know this about me jesse there is um there are a few things i like more in the world than a, a dad who goes ape shit for halloween yeah you've always been a big supporter uh of that category of man who is a particularly powerful and beautiful man here in Southern California, where that person probably is a professional effects artist. So yeah, this is, I'm, you know, I'm all for it. I hope to, you know, I hope to be a Halloween dad myself someday. That's, that's the larger goal. There's a couple things I have to do first. Um, Spread your seed. Just like huge fucking things. (laughs) But but I think one one day, but I could at least before I die, I can have one good Halloween where I just go fucking nuts on the lawn. Yeah. You can go to like Spirit and, coffins and stuff. the other one that's not Spirit. I can't remember the name of it. Oh yeah. Um. So. So you know, but I was I so you know, and also as people know on the show, I moved to Pasadena recently, and I was really excited at the at the prospect of. A new set of Halloween dads, because the the area I moved in is 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 a little more suburban, and you know I think like you said, Jesse, I think this is a place where, you know, someone in the VFX industry would would live. So I'm like, man, this place is going to be lousy with Halloween dads, right? Yeah, I mean, it seems obvious. You live in the same neighborhood as the co-creator of the show Numbers. <laughs> he interacts with us sometimes on Twitter. Yeah. His name's Nicholas. Do you know if he likes Halloween or not? I couldn't tell you. I'm I bet he likes numbers like math and stuff. Yeah. Math's all right. Anyway. No, it isn't. It fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, fuck math. <laughs> Science too. Only magic's good. <laughs> so fucking sick of bridges. Magic's the only good one. Of the three, magic's the only good one of those. I'll build my bridge my way, Jordan. Yeah. Artfully. Thank you, <laughs> and I'll turn I'll turn lead into gold. <laughs> um, so I was a little disappointed come Halloween that there weren't more dads going nuts, mm. going nuts on the lawn. You know, obviously, you know, a little bit of a weird year. I don't know if people are trick or treating. Maybe we're not yeah. doing that. You know, so I'm I'm you know I'm I'm giving it a pass. I'm anxious to see what happens next year. But there was one house near me that really like stepped up oh thank god you know cobwebs headstones 12 foot home depot skeleton right uh yes choke me daddy with your bony hands mm-hmm. um, is that what it says on the display or <laughs> yeah yes it does <laughs> if you push a button <laughs> yeah he says that to you which is weird we'll install your turf choke me daddy with your bony hands <laughs> um but the I the crown jewel of this Halloween display was two it looks like they're homemade six and a half foot spiders. Oh wow. Just looming over the neighborhood. Now when you say homemade, yeah. 
Made from? Uh, you know, corn like silk. fuzzy materials. It, they don't sure. look, They don't look like they were picked up at a spirit. They look like they were. Maybe there's some paper mache involved. Yeah, I mean, Jordan, I know you're not a crafter. I'm going to go ahead and let you know that paper mache is not fuzzy. Oh yeah. Um, you're probably looking at a textile of some kind. So yeah, so I definitely don't want to go up on this guy's lawn and start inspecting his spiders, but yeah. they're. They're 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 amazing. They're totally amazing, and so I was Wait, driving by on. there. Why today. don't you want to go on? His, isn't that his? Isn't that why he put that there? So, so guys, yeah, I mean maybe, maybe I'll just dress up like a Girl Scout and pretend like I'm selling cookies. Yeah, just to get a good look at those spideys. Would you like last year's cookies, sir? <laughs> yeah, I have some old cookies. Um, so I was driving by there today. All the Halloween decorations are down, except the spiders are still up, but now they have feathers and waddles for Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's what the fuck is up. So he's adapting the spiders. That's what the fuck is up. That is exactly what the fuck is up. It's great. It rules. And I'm like, what's going to happen for Christmas? Santa spiders? Is he going to leave these things up year round? My, the, I think the dream is to have it continue through President's Day and there to be a Lincoln spider. Let me say this, yeah. Jordan. Near my uh, son's school mm-hmm. in Altadena, California, next door to Pasadena, California. Beautiful country. There is a front yard that features a homemade robot monster 12 feet in height. Mm-hmm. It is... Gangly, sure. terrifying, appears to be... Choke me, daddy, with your metal hands. Yeah, hand hand welded. Mm-hmm. It's not a machine weld. This hasn't been made in a factory. And it's there all year round, but it occasionally gets a special hat. <sighs> Dang, this is it. This is, that's, yeah. But I'll tell you what, Jordan, hmm. there's no pilgrim hat on this thing. This thing's still got a pumpkin head. Oh, really? Bring in the buckle hat. Well, buckle shoes, triangular hat. What kind of hat does a pilgrim wear? Maybe our guest knows. Let's bring him into the conversation. <laughs> he came over on the Mayflower. <laughs> the man is a podcasting legend. There are legends told in uh, in front of the podcasting campfire uh, about our guest on the program. Uh, the legendary host of the High and Mighty podcast. The legendary co-host of the Action Boys. Uh, he's a man wearing a puka shell necklace right now. This guy is celebrating November by wearing a tank top of his own podcast <laughs> and the guns are out. Guns are blazing. For John Gabris. Yes. Thank you for having me. Also, oh, I love thrilled. Jesse coming to me for clothing questions feels insane. Let's get him. He's a haberdasher expert on hats. Not my field of knowledge at all. <laughs> Where'd you score those pooks, Gabrus? Uh, this was a, uh e- Etsy or eBay purchase, and I accidentally ordered like a necklace salesperson starter kit by accident. Like I was like, oh, $26 seems a little expensive. So I ordered it, and it was like I got like 16 necklaces of different sizes and things. I'm like, well, I'm in pukas for the fucking rest of the season. Tis the season, baby. Uh, Gabrus, how come you're not layering? I'd love to see you layer these pukas. I could go like Mr. T of like shell and hemp necklaces and like maybe a shark tooth accent at the end. Dude, you head down to the Santa Monica promenade. You're pulling. Uh, maybe I'll put on more pukas. 
Are you at? Yeah, he's adding another one. This is why you have to watch the stream. Gabrus is ready. By the end of this podcast, Gabrus is going to be neck deep in pukas and neck deep in puka, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Pukani, baby. <laughs> Gabrus, are you afraid that maybe you've accidentally wandered into some sort of puka shell related pyramid scheme? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 because I just have to send them money every month, and they send me more puka shells than I can handle for a penny. Right. And then as long as I buy five full-price puka shell necklaces a year, I still get the I – I don't ever have to pay back the penny. Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty good. Jordan, I don't know if you've heard, but, bro, this isn't a fucking pyramid scheme, dude. It's a business. Okay, Gabrus, I'll trade you three puka shell necklaces for uh, a pair of the LuLaRoe leggings that are <laughs> rotting in my garage. Fair enough. Ooh, this is a big one. I could really layer these. He's up to three. He's up to three pukas, people. I told you, I they really sent me a lot. I just... <laughs> they are, and they're all within arm's reach, too. I, I like that. <laughs> At all anyway, times. Well, I live in an apartment. Uh, my wife decorates every other room. The one room I have is my studio, and a.k.a. where my mom is sleeping starting Wednesday night. <laughs> so everything I own is within arm's reach in my fucking little 400 square foot. I got a Peloton right here. Uh, and also all my clothes. I got a fucking pull-out bed. Uh, fucking, this is everything I own in this Is room. mom sleeping on the pull-out? Yeah, mom's sleeping on the pull-out. Uh, she uses widow guilt to never have to stay in a hotel. You know, like, I, like I'm like, mom, I'll pay for your fucking hotel. She's like, I don't want to be alone, Jonathan. I'm like, fine. Get, you can stay at our house. <laughs> Jesus. Do you have decaf coffee? Like, my mom always asks, like, the most insane, like, do you have any creamers or decaf coffee? And we're like, we're going to make decaf coffee? Like, no, mom. Let's walk. I'll walk and get coffee with you. But also, I've never seen anyone order decaf coffee at a coffee shop in West Hollywood. Do you have any ham salad? Do you have ham (laughs) salad with cubed ham? I'd like ambrosia, please. Yeah. (laughs) Just asking for some 1950s cookbook shit. Two two ambrosias and a sanka, thank you. John, are you are are you and your wife going to be cooking Thanksgiving dinner for your mom, or is your mom going to cook Thanksgiving dinner in your apartment? My wife has been uh, uh, host Thanksgiving here since we not the first. We moved here in November of like 2012, so we didn't host Thanksgiving that year. But pretty much every other year, she's hosted her mom and stepdad, and this is the first year my mom's coming. My wife does all the cooking, and she doesn't even let her mom help. And her mom is like you know a semi professional cook as well. My wife is just uh, you know mad with power, as the kids say. Do the mom stream? Are the mom streams crossing this year? They're crossing, but they're fine. Our our moms get along really well. Me and my wife have been together since college. Like, uh, so our moms met at our college graduation. So like, they've known each other since two thousand and four. So like, we've been together Cute. forever. You know. So my mom and her mom have like, we've gone away together. They know it all too. I'm actually starting to feel claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah. How many pukas you up to? You've been adding. People should know if they're not watching the live stream. Gabrus has been periodically adding pukas while while calmly telling this story. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm kind of getting a little antsy. I'm getting a little. I'm like, okay, there's a lot of stuff on my neck right now. Sweat. It's pouring down my face. <laughs> John is getting to the point where I'm concerned he's going to start doing that thing where his neck gets longer and longer over oh, time. Oh, yeah. You like, know what uh, I'm talking about? There's like that National culture. National Geographic that... Channel situation? Yeah, exactly. I'm, you know, I don't want you to die. I consider you a friend and I want you to be around for a long, long time. But yeah. if you got to die, 
strangled by pukas. That's <laughs> on a live stream. A king's yeah. death. Go through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I, you could probably poll people I went to high school with and be like, Gabrus just died. How do you think it happened? And I bet you'd get some people said strangled by puka shells. Like, okay, some I'm people hearing, would I'm, guess that. I'm hearing, uh, I'm hearing drunk on a water slide. I hear drunk on a water slide. Yeah. Anybody else? Any other guesses? A little light name dropping for the uh, JJ Go crowd here. Early on in my comedy career, my improv coach was one Zach Woods, and he said to me, "Wow, Gabrus, you'll probably die in some good-natured way, probably like preceded by, hey, watch this.'" I was like, "Thank you." Hard to argue against that. (laughs) Now, uh, John, what's going on in uh, what's going on in a Thanksgiving meal at your house? Is it a traditional meal? Is are there complications? Are there twists on classics? Uh, it's pretty much what you think it is. It's a tradition one. I think the the outliers we do is uh, Tiff makes her grandmother's macaroni and cheese recipe, which is like a Velveeta and like uh, stewed tomato kind of mac and cheese. And like it's just an old kind of trashy uh, family recipe. So we add that, which is kind of a weird thing when you're piling on like uh, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, fucking stuffing, which is my favorite Thanksgiving food. Hands may arguably one of my favorite foods of all time, maybe due to it's like the perceived uh, lack of it because of Thanksgiving. But stuffing fucking rules, man. John, is the stuffing at your house a stuffing with sweeties in it, raisins or, or something similar? No, the weirdest thing that goes in our stuffing recipe is Grand Meunier, the uh, liqueur. Oh, wow. That's what we have, a little bit of that. No sweets. Used to be before we sort of distance ourselves from pork and beef in this house, uh, we used to have crumbled uh, Jimmy Dean sausage in our stuffing as well. Now we kind of just have some fennel to give it a sausage-adjacent flavor without having to mm. add any cute little animals. I still eat beef and pork for the record. I don't want to get stolen valor, but my wife not doing it anymore sort of limits overall the influx of it in the house. And I want to ride a little bit of that esteem. <laughs> I just want a little <laughs> bit of credit because I am not getting as much bacon as I once had, okay? You're right. I just want You're, a little bit of credit. I'm the supportive <laughs> spouse of a vegetarian. Yes, I'm making sacrifices. She wants to do this. (laughs) Right, right. So you're, in a weird way, more of a hero. Thank you, Jordan. I'm sorry. Thank you, Jordan. Okay, hold on. Let me just add my wife to the Zoom. She was waiting to hear (laughs) this from you. Um, I is do either either of you, Jesse. I know you don't drink, but do do you ever do Thanksgivings ever get? boozy at your respective places i'm always really i'm always amazed when i hear about people like like oh i got fucked up with my family over thanksgiving it is the things that i least relate to about thanksgiving Mm -hmm. are getting drunk and watching football Mm -hmm. i like what now i want to be clear while i don't drink i do really like watching football i'm totally a football watcher But I went to one Thanksgiving at my aunt's house in Laguna Beach, Uh, my Aunt Bally, wonderful woman, tremendous woman. Hell yeah. Shout out Bally, of course. Yeah, Bally fucking rules. She ran the Boys and Girls Club for a long time there in Laguna Beach. Great lady. So I went to Bally's house. My cousins are there. Their spouses are there. All these art is there. That's Bally's partner. 
Uh, they're all lovely, wonderful people. At the conclusion of the meal, that thing happened where every man went to a different wing of the house to watch football. And I felt so bad about it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I do like watching football. Like there was a part of me that was like, I do like to go watch football. That is an interest of mine, (laughs) but I feel like I am retiring to the, to the, to a Victorian smoking room. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or like a lounge in a, in a hospital where people are waiting for their wives to give give birth. Yes, yeah. exactly. And people are passing out cigars. These are all situations where people are passing. That's the right. key element here is I'm uncomfortable in any situation where people are passing out cigars. I, I'm with you. Uh, unless it's like the locker room after a championship, which again, what am I doing there? And I should be uncomfortable yeah. by that. But that is a vibe in which if someone's passing out cigars, I'm on board. But like, I'm with you, Jesse. I... We just went away with my wife and her friends for her 40th, and we had a lot of heterosexual couples, like our classic guy friends and gal friends, and then a few gay couples. And the splits for activities on Sunday when it was football day, it was like the most heteronormative thing ever. Like three women went shopping, three straight guys went watch the Bills game at a dive bar, and then the two gay guys were like, "Uh, we're gonna go for a walk and maybe meet up with one of you two. <laughs> like literally, like just absolute <laughs> scatter around New Orleans. It was it was a, a the macro version of what you're referring to, Jesse. We were like, yes, let's yeah. go. We hunt and gather. You prepare the, uh, the <laughs> stew or whatever. <laughs> but drinking, totally not, Jordan. Like my my mom doesn't really drink. My dad was a recovering alcoholic. My stepmother's a recovering alcoholic. My wife's father doesn't drink. So it's like a couple of glasses of wine is is the end of it. Uh, but people really do have like messy Thanksgivings. Like I also have never had a relative say something racist, which I understand like you haven't had Thanksgiving unless a relative says something racist. But like those are the classic, the classic like messy Thanksgiving home for the holidays situations that I, I haven't ever had. I have messy racist shit happening in my family outside of holidays, <laughs> like my whole life. <laughs> You've got messy Arbor days. I, yeah, we are. Our, our Arbor day is really graphic right. hatred for trees. It's really hard. Yeah. To the thing it. about trees and the Chinese too- is. <laughs> Grandpa has a little too much wild turkey <laughs> and ruins another Bastille day. Yeah, I mean, Jordan, do you have other people coming to your house for things? I'm I'm presuming that you go to your mom's house. Shout out to Sharon. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, so I go down. I I have it very good. I don't have to travel on Thanksgiving. Mom's uh, Mom's in Orange County, so it's a uh, you know an hour down the freeway. Um. I get to like go have Thanksgiving. We go to a movie, and then I go home, uh, which is nice. And oh um, yeah, best yeah. part. Best part of family holidays, getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm so excited because so usually the biggest drama is like, what movie do we see after we eat? We're a very like hard family to get to agree to a movie. Like, no, no one other than me is interested in a Marvel or a Star Wars. Like that is a just a non category for everybody. Um. You know, like the most successful year that 
we ever had was like when Little Women was out because we're all like, all right, we can come on. We read this as kids. Let's do a Little Women. Yeah. Plus that movie fucking ruled. What a fucking great movie. That went really well. Everybody cried. Stepdad fell asleep. Great. <laughs> great. Keeping it heteronormative. Absolutely. Everywhere. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then, But I let him know that it was pretty heteronormative in the parking lot. Uh-huh. And then I gave him a copy of The Ethical Slut. <laughs> Stepdad fell asleep. Bob Odenkirk got ripped and did an action movie. It was right. just regular shit. Beautiful. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of like, right now, the issue, I'm like, I'm like, oh, God, well, what's it going to be this year? There's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ah, there's a bond. There's a bond. I don't know if yes. the bond is still out, but I'm like, yes, that'll, that'll, that, that's, that's exactly the down the middle that I think we need to hit. Anyway. Oh, you're going to love it, too. It's a sad bond. A slow, sad bond. It's a, a long, slow, sad bond. Oh, yeah. Sure. The last couple bonds have been slow, sad bonds. Yeah, I love it. Give me a sad bond. That's that's the genre movie. I know everybody wants to watch Dune. Some people want to watch Marvel something. I want to watch Sad James Bond, yeah. where he's just wandering through something. I um I because I had not seen Spectre, so I'm kind of like I was doing some boning up for this bond. Like, oh, I got to I'll see Spectre. So I I checked it out from the public library. That's like mm-hmm. <laughs> a good kind of thing. The public public libraries always get the bonds. They always get the bonds. Yeah. Uh, so I watched Spectre, and yeah, it definitely is. They are kind of like going melancholy with with Daniel Craig. There is a scene where like you see Bond's apartment, and it's really sad. what 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 a choice to give him like this pathetic like lightly furnished like sad divorcee pad uh anyway yeah you'd think it would be swinging with a with a you know home bar and a rotating bed and stuff no it's just like he just has some like sad ikea stuff and he's like drinking alone it's wild he lives in wilt chamberlain's old house yeah (laughs) The fact this Bond, Daniel Craig Bond, runs too much. Like, I love him. He's my favorite Bond. But B- Bond running is weird to me. He, like, he's like a walking and driving kind of guy. Anytime he's, like, sprinting, it feels like he shouldn't even sweat ever in a movie. Yeah. Like, he's James fucking Bond. It's undignified. Yeah. He also looks like a running back. Like, his yeah. we- the weird shape of his body Yeah, running... Is a thing that you really only see in the National Football League among, uh, like, like bruising tailbacks, uh, like the sort of like it's like most running is done by long people, uh, and he is not a long person. He's a shoulderman. Yeah, J- Daniel Craig is a handsome trapezoid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Gabrus, you're you're an action movie aficionado. I think you think you and you and me kind of grew up on the same like you know Van Dams and Stallones and Seagals, right? That uh, my the movies of my childhood, the politics and their interpersonal relationships with women, in hindsight, were absolutely insanely brutal. <laughs> like I can't believe the yeah. shit that I just grew up watching was like the every time I saw nudity was in like a psychosexual drama or some shit. <laughs> <It's> like, right. <laughs> not right. Not right. Yeah. Yeah. Conservative to the point of being fascist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I cut you off. Yes. I grew up on that same shit. I was going to ask you where where is Bond for you? Because you 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 mentioned Daniel Craig uh, being your favorite. And I definitely I think I've mentioned this on the show before. But if you 
you know, if your first couple action movies are Van Dams, like when Dad sits you down and shows you a Bond, you're like, "What's this shit? This is this is this is a, a fucking snooze." Where's the I, blood? Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, anything that was like yellowish, like westerny sepia, anything that was oh, British, yeah. or anything that was black and white or subtitled, I was like this sucks like i was like i have no patience for this bullshit even british accents i was like this is whack and i like eventually eventually came around and like understood culture but when i was a kid bond looked so fucking corny to me and i'm like all i want to watch is fucking tango in cash or whatever and then you're like (laughs) grow up and watch all these movies and you're like wow these bond things are something special uh so i've i've come around to them and and yeah I think I just like big budget action movies and like whatever the auspices in which they have to be delivered to me. Like I don't love Marvel, but it's my best bet at getting a huge martial arts movie is Shang-Chi. Gabrus, do you prefer or did you prefer as a kid a Arnold Schwarzenegger, maybe Stallone kind of action movie, the kind where someone jumps out of an exploding airplane and it plows into a building or something? Or did you prefer something more on this Jean-Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal side of things where blood mixes with spit? Jesse, this is the question of the ages. In our house growing up, it was guns versus karate. Mm. You like? Mm. Or should we watch? Mm. Is it a gun movie or is it a karate movie? Like that was like right. the two things a movie could be. And we all were martial artists. My dad, me, and my brother. We were all taking Taekwondo at the time, so we're really into those. But Arnold with guns is king. Uh, you know, mm. like, and that's because Arnold is the most talented. A- like that's something now as an adult <laughs> with hindsight, he's the most talented actor again. It's not a huge esteem to be the most talented actor in that crew, but he has <laughs> yeah. the most charisma, the most fun. Like he's the funniest. He's got the he's got it figured out the most. So that is why I think his movies sang the most to me. But I was always a fan of the martial arts movies. Seagal over Van Damme too, because my dad used to say, uh, "Van Damme's a dancer. Seagal's a real Aikido master. He learned in Japan, but Van Damme, <laughs> he just does ballet." You know, like my dad. <laughs> My dad, like, he's an actor. It was, like, always that, you know, like, he's gay because he's in better shape than I am of, like, the 80s and 90s. He's not. He's one of these brutal Aikido guys. (laughs) He really knows how to redirect his enemy's energy. (laughs) Have you watched any recent uh, Steven Seagal demonstration videos where he's just kind of, like, 400 pounds, like, satin kimono grimace, just kind of, like, (laughs) slow motion slapping people's bodies and launching them all highly recommend you can spend out he's like he goes to all these like fucking crazy dictator you know he's like talking to the belarusian fascist dictatorship and he's doing karate (laughs) demonstrations to like people who are you know to jobbers to fucking marks (laughs) when yes when you watch those when you watch those modern steven seagal demonstrations the people who are attacking him look like they're falling down because they feel bad for him. <laughs> They're like, ah, he'll, he's got, this is his thing. I better just, he didn't really do anything to me, but I guess I should fall down. They're like being It's polite. like a stunt show at a, 
at a stunt show at a theme park when they give like a little kid the uh, pistol and it's like kill all the bad guys and they just Whoa. And like, yeah, oh, exactly. Whoa, yeah exactly. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> oh, you really got me. Oh, oh cool. no, thanks. <laughs> yeah, wow. Thanks for helping us out, Stephen. <laughs> all right, go back to your seat. <laughs> I uh, watch True Lies. That's the only one I think of these movies, these broadly. I mean, I've like uh, Die Hard. I've watched as an adult, yeah. but like of the really uh, of the really big ones, uh, the one that I watched as an adult was True Lies. Great fucking movie. Yeah, I mean, outside of being racist in its very, you know, in its bones. Uh, it is a fucking great movie. No, that's the part I liked about it. I don't know anything else about the movie. <laughs> I said the great politics. movie. That was what I was referring to. The acting shit. <laughs> the special effects are awful, but it's it's hearts in the right place. <laughs> the thing that struck me when I watched that movie was I was like, oh, I guess the greatest movie star of all time is Tom Arnold. Yeah, <laughs> I was he's like, so good. He's so fucking good in that movie. I do want to I want to back up to an observation that Gabrus made a little while ago and because it, it, it really solidified for me like a thought I had that I couldn't put words to boy are the movies of our fathers were so yellow our fathers watched the yellowest movies <laughs> yeah every time my dad sat me down to like watch a movie with the like now this this is a movie with that attitude it was the yellowest thing it was yeah every john wayne movie just <laughs> just the color of piss those movies well there's our generation all our movies are Zack snyder colored right that yeah, kind of we have, golden we have orange the rust the gray the gray rust movies the indiscriminate sludge is what I've seen yeah. it being referred to as like everything is like David Fincher down to like muddy greenish and like flickering fluorescent light. Everything's a fucking Instagram filter. We like Instagram has changed fucking movies. Oh, yeah. That's why uh, that's why even uh, live action actors have those big anime eyes. Yeah, I, uh, Jordan, I actually, blink, I, I blink, told you. I'm Star-Lord. <laughs> I, <laughs> they say, they, yes, they say their character name. <laughs> Jordan, I watched the new Bond. I know you haven't yet, but I watched the new, new Bond, and it's just a series of screen caps of comedians' jokes on Twitter, so. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so it's directed by Middle Class Fancy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real, Just something I remember, True Lies, the bad guys were called the Crimson Jihad, mm. terrible, uh-huh. terrible, yeah, yes, <laughs> terrible, and they were like, like cartoon Middle Eastern people, and one of them dies by being fired off the, um, and he's an amazing that actor, and now I'm racist for not remembering his name, but he crushes it. Tom Arnold crushes it, and fucking Bill Paxton crushes it. Oh yeah, yeah. And, oh yeah, I got yeah, a little the- dick. I got a little dick. <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger is just barely good enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that we when we talk about the the action studs of of that time, I don't Arnold doesn't beat Swayze and Kurt Russell. Those 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 guys were great and transcended, I feel like. But Yeah, those guys are good at doing things. Yeah. Arnold was just kind of an interesting thing. I think they're actors before they're action stars. Like Arnold is, I think you're right. When I said Arnold is the best actor of that crew, I was like excluding the people who are action stars but come can do other stuff. Like 
Kurt Russell, Swayze, Keanu Reeves. Like those people have a little more rate. Like Arnold could only be a giant Austrian bodybuilder in every movie he's in. It makes right. no sense for him to be anything else. Are we also excluding Rocky? Because fucking Rocky, uh, like I know he can only do the one thing, be Rocky. But like he's so fu- like he's so much better at that, at being Rocky than Arnold is at anything. Right. Okay. I, I I see what you're saying, but Rocky is the best movie. Like of like you know like of Sylvester Stallone's performances as Rocky. The rest of them are, you know, he's not doing much better. That movie is sp- something very special. But like I just rewatched Rocky for the director's the new director's cut that's been released, and it's it's crazy. He's not a good actor. Okay. <laughs> Have you seen this? This this is this is my favorite internet thing in some time sylvester stallone on instagram on his personal instagram announced the rocky four director's cut and rocky four famously has the training robot yeah now, did yeah, he Paulie's, direct rocky's birthday gift he did so so he announces like rocky four director's cut i can't believe this happened thank you to mgm or whatever for making this happen and the first comment below it is um I hope you kept in the trading robot. And then he his response is, I don't like the robot anymore. The robot is <laughs> the robot is gone to the degree the robot in the movie, in the original cut of the movie, the robot is in a lot of scenes in the first act because they're going to Rocky's house a lot. It's Rocky, Adrian, Paulie, and the robot is there. And it's weird. It's very weird. It's funny, but it's weird. And then since Rocky took, since Rocky, now Jesse's got me calling Sylvester Stallone Rocky. Since Rocky re-edited the movie Rocky directed, uh, when he, since he took the robot out, we don't even see Rocky for like the first 30 minutes of the new Rocky movie. It's like, it's, like it's, it's all Apollo, and it starts with like eight minutes from Rocky three. It starts with like the end reminds you how Rocky three ends. It's like a montage of like Apollo fighting, you know, him fighting Mr. T Apollo. And it's like, this is fucking crazy. Is Rocky for the one where he fights the Russian Superman? Yeah. Drago. I watched Rocky two. I love, I was thinking about how much I love the movie Rocky and I had watched Rocky twice in the last five years and just been really happy each time I had watched Rocky. And I had watched the Creed movies and loved them both. And I liked the movie Rocky Balboa. But I watched Rocky II, which I had never seen before. I had only seen original Rocky and Russian Superman. Uh, And I saw Russian Superman as a kid. Uh, But I thought, I'll just watch Rocky II. How bad could it be? Wow, is it bad. It's very bad. Hmm. Very bad movie. Yeah. Much, much worse than the very good movie, Rocky. Rocky's a very good movie. Rocky Three is sort of like the kids' movie one because it has the Hulk and Mr. T, and it's it's good. The Muppets are in it briefly. And then, like, Rocky Four is seven music videos back-to-back, and, like, <laughs> take it or leave it. It's cool. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good movie. And then, yeah, Rocky Five is very bad. And then I, I, I like Rocky Balboa as well. What's Rocky Five? I don't even know there was a Rocky after the Russian Superman. He trains Tommy Gunn Morrison and ends up fighting him with a, in a street fight at the end of the movie. But he's like a trainer to another boxer who they like turns on him. Who wins the street fight? 
Well, I mean, obviously nobody wins a street fight. It's but <laughs> thank thank you, Jesse. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if any of our listeners out there were considering going off and starting a street fight, your friends might tell you it's cool or it's a way to be a big shot. Yeah. That- cool kids don't rumble. Yeah. I don't know much about your podcast audience, but I'd imagine the Venn diagram of people doing street fights and listening to JJ Go is a yeah. is a small amount of people. It might Jordan be Jesse Go listeners and Brian. <laughs> Jordan Jesse Go listeners, leave your chains at home. Yeah. I think honestly the closest any of our listeners will get is like leaving a trivia night in a huff. <laughs> Uh, leaving a trivia night because they didn't call out the other people who are clearly looking stuff up on their phone. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what What are we even doing here? What are we even doing here? They fucking break out the switchblade. That's when they break out the switchblade, Jordan. Jesse, I know you were talking about your uh, your kids kind of getting into like 80s slashers. Have the 80s and 90s action movies come up? Like, is anyone interested no, in Cliffhanger would... or Demolition Man? I would love that because I do not like horror movies. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch them at all. Zero is the percentage that I want to watch Nightmare on Elm Street. I would be perfectly glad to like. Th- I've come to the point where I per- would be perfectly glad to watch Demolition Man. Yeah, like I think Demolition Man is probably bad, uh, but it, I would it enjoy is. it. Mm-hmm. I would enjoy it more than I would enjoy watching Troll or whatever. It has a uh, Dennis Leary's in Demolition Man, and he uh-huh. straight up does like six minutes of his own stand-up like, as <laughs> yeah. a character. He's like Rat Burgers. Yeah, it was clearly <laughs> peak Dennis Leary, and they're like, he, he plays like the leader of the underground resistance. Yeah, and it, there's clearly a point where like this guy's hilarious. We just gotta let him go. We just gotta let no. him do his thing. Yeah. And he's like smoking, going like, "Yeah, I want to eat a burger. I want to read Playboy magazine. I don't want to, you know." Yeah. yeah, I'm an asshole. No. Six minutes yeah. of his stand up, and eight minutes of Bill Hicks stand up. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you're an advertising, kill yourself. You're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Why are you doing this? I had a mini poster for Demolition Man on my wall that I got at the Burger King by my house, but I did not see the movie Demolition Man. Demolition Man, I feel like I had a lot of Demolition Man merch as well. I think I had some collectible cups and maybe one of those little like LCD watches. It was like peak movie tie-in merch. My daughter is really interested in movie merchandise. Mm-hmm. And so she will list to me the the merchandise related to the slasher movies in which she is interested. Mm-hmm. Did you know there is a Nightmare on Elm Street children's board game? <laughs> yeah, it is amazing how they like, because yeah, there's like Freddy, like rap videos and stuff. They really tried to make Freddy just like a lovable character for kids. Yeah. And he was a pedophile before he was killed, correct? That's the that's the lore <laughs> of seems, Freddy Krueger so. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. That's the you know, funniest thing like, about it is like it's a cartoon Domino's tie-in, bitch. And it's like <laughs> that's a burnt up pedophile. Yeah, you were killed. <laughs> you were killed because you were touching kids. I remember as a child enjoying the character Freddy, but I did feel like it was one step too far when they had him join the Burger King Kids Club. 
Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it seemed weird. Uh, taking Vizkid's place. Yeah. Vizkid was my. Uh, yeah. What about yeah. Wheels? Yeah. <laughs> there we can be only out. nine Kids Club kids, bitch. <laughs> we we Sorry, find out, bitch. <laughs> we find out that Wheels got in the wheelchair because Freddie cut his ACLs. Right. <laughs> in his dreams. Yeah. In his dreams. If you join the kids club in your dreams, you join the kids club in real life. Uh, my wife told me about my daughter uh, today that she that they watched together the Blair Witch Project. Mm. And this is like in my family, my wife and I, basically it's both of our worst nightmare to watch the Blair Witch Project because we're both <laughs> scared of it and won't like it. Like both of those. You know what I mean? Uh, and my wife just told me she was so happy to watch a movie because we just haven't been able to watch an entire movie in so long uh, that her new favorite movie basically is The Blair Witch Project, except that like <laughs> 40 minutes in, my daughter got antsy, turned it off and left. <laughs> and now my wife is like, oh, what happens on The Blair Witch Project? Uh, not a lot, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. I don't know. I read some posts on the internet that were very interesting. Really freaked me out. It's actually a true story. As it is a true story. Documentary. Yeah. Found, they found the footage in the woods. I remember as a I, kid, I saw it in high school with that pretense. Really? I, Jordan, I was about to say the same thing. That is the auspices under which I saw the film, too. My, I went with my high school girlfriend at the time. I was bugging out we were like mm -hmm. talking up how it was real and then i started like whenever the movie was nighttime in the movie i felt so uncomfortable and then when it would cut to like a daytime scene i would feel this insane sense of relief it was like yep. the most caught up in a horror yep. movie i ever was in my life because i bought into the entire marketing hype when we left the theater it was still daylight out and i had like goosebumps i was like thank fucking god i didn't want to walk into like a dark parking lot that yeah. movie fucking torched me dude yeah, I slept with all the lights on. I think I was like 15 when it came out. I slept with like yeah. all of my lights on. And yeah, and the thing was like, and the thing, the big thing about it was the the revolutionary, you know, thing that they brought to marketing a movie was it had a website. All the information was on a website. That's why, because... It wouldn't have a website if it wasn't true. They can't just make it. Yeah, I totally went to, and it was. I, I can't imagine with just watching that movie without that. I wonder what it is. You know, I bet you there's a TED talk where you can trace the marketing of Blair Witch Project to like the misinformation that is tearing apart our country. Oh <laughs> like, shit! I think that is almost certainly true. Like the second you said, "Oh, it's on a website, so it's true." I'm like, "Oh my god, is that where that started?" <laughs> like now, where it's like oh, wow. gonna be our undoing as a society. <laughs> it's like the Blair Witch Marketing Project. <laughs> I have a question for you guys, which is this: my yeah. my wife doesn't want to watch horror movies. I think in large part because she went to, I believe it was an eighth or ninth birthday party uh, where they showed The Shining. Right. Wow. And <laughs> yes. Yes. Bold. <laughs> Weird kids for the birthday. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my wife's mom is the most gentle, kind human being ever. And my wife uh, told me that she just overheard her mom 
calling the other mom and just a long string of screaming profanity. <laughs> but what uh, what did you guys see, whether it was at a birthday party or, uh, you know, on cable late at night that was wildly inappropriate for your age? I was a I was a pretty as far as like consuming media goes. I was a I was a goody two shoes. I was definitely afraid of all horror. I think there was a Freddy once at a sleepover, and I think I asked to go home because I was too scared of the Freddy, and I think I said I had a stomachache or something. Um, and then like when high school rolled around, I had to like get over it just because it was such a big part of like socializing. It was like this is it was the like post scream horror movie boom. So if you like wanted to hang out, like you had to go see like Urban Legends. I know what you did. I last know what summer. you did last yeah. summer or Event Horizon. <laughs> yes. Oh, good one. Can we name ten more of these? Um, hmm. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun I for me. Saw. Uh, a handful of Final Destinations. Yeah, a Final yeah. Destination. So yeah, I just had to fucking Jeeper, Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> I, I'm, these are coming back. Yeah, They're coming back. They are okay. All right. Uh, jawbreaker. Jawbreaker. Oh fuck! To answer that question myself, uh, watching awful, too brutal shit, way too young, and the awful answer that I'm afraid to say on a podcast is the thing we I watched when I was too young was pornography in a large group with guys <laughs> really <laughs> and hindsight being 2020 that was one of the weirdest like i tried to talk to other people about it like it's something that no i was like yeah you know me and my friends would all jerk off in the room together you're like not like looking at each other we'd all be in our own areas and then everyone was like oh, i never did that so you was like, i never did that. i was like you completed the act john amongst your peers full release dog wait, wait i'm not gonna <laughs> half tug off I'm fucking 13, 14 years old. When am I going to not come? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come right in my pants and just sleep. I feel like I my, in it. <laughs> my friend, disgusting. my friend Jody had a subscription to uh, Sports Illustrated and I was uncomfortable looking at the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue with him mm. present. Like that was way too much for me. It was like any port in the storm, you know, like pornography wasn't like a thing we had and it was just like if someone this one dude's house he had spice like his parents had spice and we were like holy shit pornography and it's like <laughs> i can't not jerk off it's all i do at home yeah. now i like i can't i have to do it here too do you remember because i know that the because when you say spice i mean i certainly know what you're talking about but i have never seen it not scrambled yeah like, <laughs> like you know, uh, for the for the young people, there was a channel called the Spice Channel. It was like you know, it was you know, after you get past HBO or something on the cable package, and it was scrambled unless your family paid for it. But if you left it on the scrambled, you know, the uh, you know, if you left it on long enough, even when scrambled, you could kind of make some stuff out. Maybe there were some sounds. Yeah. Thousand monkey, thousand monkeys on typewriters in a room, kind of thing. Like, yeah, random imaging enough that every once in a while, it's like I just saw two tits. You know, right. like I, I would watch it for hours. Like, I, I think that's why I'm good at like meditation because I, I've watched like <laughs> just static imagery, right. just trying to see uh, bush or breasts for like hours. I'd sure. be like, and then. That's probably not good on a young brain. Just either part, the the boobs or the fucking insane <laughs> epileptic-inducing fucking uh, static. I think I watched uh, a 
I watched cable access late at night, mm-hmm. uh, which would usually just have like a a soiled man talking about pigeons mm-hmm. um, with regard to city policies or something. Uh, but sometimes this is the most. Are these the two most on-brand, like, uh, as podcasting personality stories ever? It's like, I used to jerk off in a room full of people. You're like, I watched the public news. And And also jerked off. But, like, (laughs) and I was jerking off. I enjoy pigeons. It was the same. I mean, it was the very same impulse, uh, John, which was that I I, I would just keep it locked there in case the thing came on where it was like uh, local softcore pornography. Oh, hell yeah. Which would happen. Like sometimes it would be like only very, you know, it's a public access channel. They don't keep a schedule. Like they have a schedule in the break room. But they don't have a schedule for us, the viewer. Even back then, it was hard to get a schedule for anything yeah. on TV. I couldn't even figure out when news radio was on, much less the public access pornography. <laughs> right, right. Wait, what do you I, what do you mean public access pornography? Like that just a, sometimes it's it in would the be name, but like a talk show hosted by a topless woman, or like a or like a like a hard R soft uh, X car wash video huh really yeah a hundred percent really yes but it was only like after midnight on public access huh i've never heard i because i remember the one saucy thing i remember from public access was this guy wally george who was oh yeah his tits were amazing yeah (laughs) the jugs on that old man um he like he was a like proto jerry springer type i think they like attribute you know the jerry springers of the world to like this dude who would you know uh just have people on his show who would fight um like you know i think he would like have a clansman on and who would fight a member of guar or something (laughs) (laughs) why what's happening uh but occasionally he would have like a a porn star or a stripper on and then the audience would hoot and holler at them. And I don't think there would ever be any nudity, but you know, uh, we were all perpetually in a pinch at that age at that time. So, you know, there's, I, I am, I am thinking that maybe this is a function of like the production quality at the public access station in Los Angeles and New York, uh, being very different from elsewhere. Like the Chris Gethard show, they put on public access in New York and there's like camera guys there, like whatever, right? Like there's a whole thing going on. Uh, it, my public access was like, there's this clip on YouTube that I think is my favorite rap clip. And it is a public access show and it is a performance by uh, Dre Dog, AKA Andre Nicotina. And he is just wearing a starter jacket. He looks like like a giant starter jacket, like a satin starter jacket. I know this. I know this. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. There is. He is doing a song called "The New Jim Jones." Uh, Dre Dog, very intense rapper, very, very, very intense lyrical content. Uh, and just there's just this one woman behind him. She's just wearing like street clothes 
and she is doing those kind of like early 90s punch dance moves. You know what I mean? Like punch kick mm-hmm. type dance moves, like Rosie Perez type dance moves, but like but like rougher, tougher. And right. just yeah, she's an uh, in, otherwise entirely unremarkable woman. Like she's not a great dancer. She's a perfectly okay dancer, but she's not a great dancer. She's not notably attractive. Uh, she's distinctive in no way at all other than she is just behind him doing this dance while he just stands there and they are in a basement. 100%. They're in somebody's basement with like bed sheets hanging from the walls. Like not bed sheets made up to look like a set, just bed sheets hanging <laughs> on the walls. You know what I mean? That I'm I did not. That is not the video I was thinking you were going. I was like, I've seen this video. And then as you went one more detail, I was like, just keep your mouth shut, dude. Because you have no <laughs> I highly. And then the lady behind him, I was like, oh, nope. Yeah, I got this confused with something else. I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't recommend this video more highly. Uh, his his audio is completely like uh, is completely blown out. It's like the greatest rap performance I've ever seen. But that is like the quality. It's like the guy, I mean, we talked about this many years ago uh, on Jordan Jesse Go many times. There was a guy on Santa Cruz Public Access who was on all the time, who was an old man who looked a little bit like a low-rent Larry David, if you can imagine that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just <laughs> sat in front of a Star Wars bed sheet, and he would complain about something, then he'd go, give me a break. That was his catchphrase. <laughs> right. Wait, so Gabrus, what happened on the spice channel you're the only one who among us who has seen it unscrambled was it was it like plots was it like the pizza guy is there and needs a tip it's just enough plot and i gotta say it fucking spoiled me rotten i i do not enjoy like the clip porn thing i need the fucking lead up i'm a narrative guy i like the story Mm -hmm. the the role play is part of the intrigue for me it turns out and i think it all stems from having brief uh albeit brief but intense connection with the spice network (laughs) that's why like you porn and stuff have that tab in the categories list that says porn for gabrises right yeah well yeah they all better they seo the shit out of that's all i search for and it's all and they're and half of them have a 45 minute lead up where it's a story about an undercover cop who uh has to uh go deep at a strip club yeah yeah, it's always like out for justice, but at the end, it's porn. Like, it's just, <laughs> oh, it's a full-blown action movie. He fights a Jamaican gang and then falls in love. Okay, yeah, we'll, I'll watch this. Did Spice show erections? No. And no no penetration, just like the humping. Uh, sure. No, no, and and uh, always on the faces for orgasms. Right. You know, like, oh. The old, yeah. uh, the old belly button uh, cunnilingus. <laughs> Yeah, the old, the old turns out, uh, have some friends that did some softcore. The old big uh, gauze band aid over your vagina and uh, just gnawing on inner thigh or like licking your own <laughs> right. hand, putting your hand there and then licking your own hand is uh, is a classic technique as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I, you know, because I, you know, again grew up on you know that softcore stuff. I that was you know when I became sexually active, I had to unlearn belly button cunnilingus <laughs> <laughs> you had belly button cunnilingus death grip sure yeah like <laughs> i i appreciate your enthusiasm this is wrong 
<laughs> Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Every episode of Jordan Jesse Go brought to you by you, the Jordan Jesse Go Maximum Fun member. Folks who've gone to maximumfun.org slash join. Also this week by the good folks at Made in Jordan. If you're looking for beautiful cookware, professional quality cookware, but at a reasonable price. And when I say beautiful, I mean both beautiful performance and beautiful aesthetically, the kind of thing you would be proud to give as a holiday gift. Look no further than Made In. It's not just carbon. Look, Jordan and I love to talk about our carbon steel, okay? Which is both our favorite pan and our signature sex move. <laughs> we both love to talk about the carbon steel pans because it's like a it's like a lightweight, naturally nonstick pan product. You fry an egg in there, flop it right out. But they also make beautiful tableware, beautiful kitchen knives, other types of pots and pans. They're gorgeous. Got some beautiful enamel. Made in. This is nice stuff. It's great. I use it. I love it. Jesse uses it. Jesse loves it. Really terrific. Uh, like you said, I think it would make a great holiday gift or just a little something for yourself if you're mm-hmm. looking to uh, have a little kitchen-based fun they have over 28,000 five-star reviews, and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at, yeah, Michelin star restaurants around the world. Uh, hello, is this Santa Claus? Yes. I want some made-in cookware for Christmas because it's aesthetically and functionally appealing. How good have you been? I've been very good, except, except for one thing. What? My fried eggs keep sticking. Well, that's pretty bad. I'll be I'll be <laughs> honest with you. But I think a little made in will help you have a very happy holiday. Santa, <laughs> this is my Santa, signature laugh. <laughs> Santa, yes. what's the call to action? I'll tell you. Right now, Maiden is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code JJGO. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Maiden products. Go to MaidenCookware.com slash JJGO and use promo code JJGO for 15% off your first order. That's MaidenCookware.com slash JJGO. Use promo code JJGO. Ahahahaha. Ah, gee. Thanks, Santa. Can I have one of those Elmos that everybody likes to? <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can't. We're doing a commercial for something else. Shut it. We're also brought to you this week by the folks at Imperfect Foods. Jordan. Yes. It's getting cold. A lot of all around this great nation, it's getting cold outside. People don't want to people don't want to trudge through the sludge. No, to get you want groceries. You want to stay home where it's cozy. You don't want to get out there. And muck around in the freezing cold store. You want your groceries delivered right to you in your cozy home. Can I tell you something? I got some imperfect foods. Mm -hmm. This is a grocery service, by the way. Reduces waste, sustainable groceries, beautiful stuff. You know what I got for myself? Hmm. Some nice sausages. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I also got some sausages via Imperfect Foods. They were really tasty. Imperfect Foods, kind of their, their, their bread and butter if you'll permit uh-huh. me a, a grocery analogy. 
a culinary description, yes. Is, you know, imperfect produce that, you know, maybe a grocery store wouldn't have out because it looks a little wonky, but it's still perfectly good, perfectly tasty. So you can get all sorts of great produce from imperfect foods. But also they have deli stuff. They have packaged food. They have bakery stuff. So really it's a, it's a whole shopping trip that you can do online. You know what I got, Jordan? What did you get? Got some little pears. Yeah, I also got some pears from Imperfect Foods. They were really nice. I'm a, you know, I'm a pear guy. I've said it before on the show. I love a pear. It's one of my favorite treats. People can sniff out bullshit and they're not smelling anything right now, Jordan. They know you're a pear guy. They know I'm a pear guy. I love a firm pear, which is something that is easier to write than it is to say. Imperfect Foods is a grocery delivery service offering an entire line of sustainable groceries that taste delicious and reduce waste. You visit imperfectfoods.com to see if they deliver in your area. Once you sign up, you can personalize your weekly grocery order with fresh seasonal produce, pantry staples, and yummy snacks. Plus, say goodbye to packaging guilt. Imperfect Foods is the only national grocery delivery company that makes it easy to return your packaging after every order. Jesse, they also have banana nubbins. Thank God. Right now, Imperfect Foods is offering our listeners 20% off your first four orders when you go to imperfectfoods.com and use promo code JJGO. Again, 20% off your first four orders. That's up to an $80 value at imperfectfoods.com. Offer code when you use. Again, that's 20% off your first four orders up to an $80 value at imperfectfoods.com. When you use the promo code JJGO, that's imperfectfoods.com, and use the code JJGO. You know how I like to use my sausages, Jordan? Hmm. Sheet pan meal. Can I recommend a sheet pan meal? Oh, yeah, sure. That's please do. I insist. Get yourself some sausages, something Mm -hmm. nice and and tasty, nice and fatty. Get yourself some Brussels sprouts Mm -hmm. and some yellow taters. Chop those yellow taters up into smallish cubes, you know, roughly the size of a Brussels sprout. Mm Mm-hmm. Cut those Brussels sprouts in half. Toss those in a little bit of olive oil or another oil if you prefer another oil. Slice a line down the sausages. Put them all in a sheet pan. Bake them at, you know, 350, 400 for 20 minutes-ish. Flip them. Cover them with some honey and mustard mixed Mm, up together. Sure. Give them another 10 minutes or so. That sounds great. You know, because the honey will burn if you leave it in there too long. So give them another 10 minutes or so, 15 minutes. Take it out. That's going to be good. And guess what? You got it all at imperfectfoods.com and you use the code JJGO for 20% off. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Oh, it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. John Gabris, beef baster. You're based in beef? <laughs> based I'm in beef, beef with your boys? You and the boys are based <laughs> in your beef? I truly was going to say beef master as like a beast master uh, pun, but then at, I was like, that beef master, that sounds like farts. Let me go. Make, let me make it back about food. <laughs> Beef baster. You just, <laughs> had, you just had a big long list, like on one of those narrow notepads, and just they're all crossed out because they sounded like farts. <laughs> Doctor Boom Boom. No. Oh, cheese King. Oh, sure. God damn it. Little Tootster. No. Fuck. Gas Master. No. 
yeah. <laughs> Ass gas or grass? <laughs> fart man? God damn it. <laughs> yeah, butt farter? No. <laughs> no, not again. That's oh, my boy. dad's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Butt farter is my father's name. <laughs> Call me John. <laughs> when something momentous happens to you, this is serious business. Look, we love to get your calls. When something momentous happens to you, give us a call, 206-984-4FUN. Or it's even easier to remember, just take out your phone, go to that voice memo application, the voice recorder, sound recorder application, record yourself talking, email it to jjgo at maximumfun.org. It's that simple. When something momentous, you do it right away. Just do it. Just do it, do it, do it. Like you're John Gabris at an eighth grade birthday party. <laughs> just cranking off at the bowling alley. Just cranking. Not even a sleepover it. party. It's just they had like spice that. at the bowling alley. United States of America. <laughs> yeah, bunch of TVs. <laughs> just uh, finish up. Go play some Lethal Enforcers. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, why don't you play our first call? Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. Um, this is Sam. I'm calling from New York. Uh, use she and her. And uh, yeah, just had to call in because I had a uh, very momentous occasion in which um, I, well, I reconnected with someone that I used to date and that's amazing and wonderful, uh, but that is not the point of this call. Um, the point of this call is that when we met up to reconnect, um, we went out to a pizza place called uh, all-purpose pizzeria. It's in D.C., um, Washington, D.C. I don't know why I clarified that. Uh, and at this place, they had an Italian water ice that I got. Um, it is alcoholic, and it was called the Waluigi. Uh, it has rum, pineapple, lime, and ube, and it says... It is like being transported to a tropical beach paradise. Um, so I also uh, took a picture of it. So I'll send you that in the menu description. But uh, I had to stop our date to immediately explain the significance of this to uh, my partner. And it was Isn't great. Evil so uh, thanks for everything. And love you. Love you too, Sam. Um is that where Waluigi comes from? A tropical paradise? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where Wario and Waluigi are from. I mean, Bora Bora, uh, right? It's got to be Bora Bora. They're from Super I mean, I guess... Super Wario World. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Following the logic it's... all the way through, they're from the Wario Brothers universe. Yeah. Well, again, I think and I think and I think the right thing to do here. I like your instinct, Gabrus. The right thing here to do is unpack the logic of yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah, please. And, I know nothing else. Um, yeah. But I mean, I think if Mario and Luigi are Italian, they're from whatever evil Italy is. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the drink is a Waluigi because it has ube in it, which I think is like that purple yam, right? Yeah. I was going to say, do the do the people who own this pizza, does Waluigi mean something else? Or are they using this, they're using the character as the name of the drink? I, I, I don't know. I guess I... No, Waluigi is a classic cocktail from the 18th century that involves whipping egg yolks. 
Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'll have a Waluigi a... fizz. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Don Don Draper ordered them. <laughs> Eight ounces of cream. Okay. Right. That's where the, that's where the expression a two Waluigi lunch comes from. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. I can't wait. I just, you know, this is great. Just you know, throwing back a couple Waluigi's, reconnecting with an old flame. Yeah, that's the dream life. I mean, it transports you to a tropical paradise. Yeah, and then just the next morning, you wake up. You got a headache. There's somebody in your bed. You're like, oh, how many La- Waluigi's did I have? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, everything what looks did I purple. Do? Yeah. Oh man, me and the boys after a hard day of work, we pop open a few Waluigi's and just cut loose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just put the spice channel on. <laughs> Pour myself a Waluigi. <laughs> sure. Little Bowsette chaser. <laughs> is Bowsette a lazy lady Bowser? I think Bowsette is an evil is like an evil peach. Is like an evil peach that I think people is one of those things where as soon as it became real people became horny for it so what i imagined it was and i i'll readily admit that it made me extraordinarily horny Mm -hmm. um bowser is like an evil turtle man right like a spiky evil turtle man yeah Yeah, like a turtle dragon yeah yeah like a turtle dragon turtle sore just a simple i mean you've seen them bora bora majorca Mm-hmm. He's like um, a ankylosaurus, really, like that can walk on his hind legs, and who sometimes flies around in a clown blimp. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and he, and he can breathe fire and uh, has yeah, proclivity he... for white women. Yeah. <laughs> right. I imagine that, but like with a little red bow on its head. Yeah. I think it's an evil peach. Again, I am I am unclear, and also hating myself for bringing up by how much awful fan art people are going to spam me with on Twitter after this. <laughs> like, oh, she exists in deviant art forums exclusively. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that is such a bummer because if our list, our listeners could tell us what uh, this character is, if they weren't so busy having fucking street fights. Yeah, right. <laughs> Put down the bike lock. And- <laughs> Damn it, quit rumbling and let's... Yeah. Oh, quit, put down the sock filled with pennies and, but Jordan and tell me and what Nintendo characters to jack off to. We got to get back to Coney Island. It's not safe. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. The baseball furies are going to kill us. We got to hey, get out of Jordan. Flatbush. Hey, Jesse. Come out and play a podcast episode for us. Somebody's got a baseball bat with some nails through it. You know, yeah. I honestly. I think a base. I think a, a a stick with some nails through it is what brings together the street fighting world of Jordan Jesse Go listeners and the world of Bowser. Yes, there ah, you go. Beautiful, just like just like Cyrus called together the warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Can you dig it, listeners? Can you dig it? Two zero six nine eight four four fun JJ Go at maximumfun dot org. Here's one more call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, uh, Sonny D, guest. Uh, this is Flimsy Jim from Hearts Unknown. I'm calling in with a momentous occasion. Uh, Can you pause this, Brian? Did he say it's Flimsy Jim from Parts Unknown? This is not CB radio. Flim- Flimsy Jim kind of sounds like John Ross Bowie a little bit. Yeah. Do you think it's just John Ross Bowie under his undercover cop pseudonym? 
Flimsy Jim is <laughs> yeah, his good. undercover cop. Yeah, he's, when he's an undercover he's, cop, he goes by Flimsy Jim, and then he goes undercover yeah. and has a third name that's oh. really complicated. <laughs> and he right. it's hard for him to keep and track then, of all of them. And then one time he had to go deep cover at a strip club, and that's that's where the Spice Channel movie <laughs> did. Flimsy Jim no more. Bam, bam. <laughs> I don't know why they call you Flimsy Jim. Yeah, oh, I'll show you why. <laughs> Fuck soft. Fuck's exclusively soft. <laughs> you know, not everyone can do that. <laughs> yeah, only Flimsy Jim can. Takes Come a on. John Ross Bowie to pull that one off. Yeah. Good guy's good in everything. <laughs> <laughs> sort of have been hooking up with this girl every once in a while uh really low-key kind of stuff <laughs> totally she stayed over last night and she woke I, uh she woke up this morning and she just like escaped my apartment she like ran out it was confusing i didn't know what had happened uh we'd been up drinking the night before and that's a key part of it, I think, because after she left and I went back to bed, I realized that maybe the reason that she left is because she definitely pissed my bed. Hmm. Have a good day, guys. I mean, that's fine. You win some, you lose some. Yeah, come on, man. It was time. To, it was time to change your sheets, anyways. Yeah, put them in the wash. That's that'll that'll wash out. It's not. I was hoping this was kind of going to be a Rashomon with the first call where this guy was going to be like, oh, me and some chick had a bunch of Waluigi's. <laughs> uh, my my freshman year, I hooked up with a girl who pissed the bed and I blamed it on like, oh, it must be super sweaty because I don't usually, you know, I'm a freshman in college. This is my one of my first overnight female guests. I'm like, oh, we're just probably super right. sweaty. I'm embarrassed. Whatever. I'll wash my sheets. Like two nights later, uh, she comes back to my place again. Oh, no, I go back to her place and then she pisses the bed. And like this time I'm spooning her. And when we wake up, I'm like, oh, I think I'm really sweaty again. And it's just just like the back of her pants and the front of my pants. And I was like, no, actually, I know what happened now. Oh, wait, now I know what happened a couple of days. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, this is a recurring issue. We should talk <laughs> now i can't sleep without it yeah <laughs> it's like your white noise machine. <laughs> constantly i mean i've uh, i pissed the bed pretty bad uh about uh like two, right before a pandemic uh i got so drunk my wife woke up to what she thought was a pipe burst um i take like <laughs> I famously take like two minute pisses too. Like my pisses are so long, and I'm in the bathroom. Famously, famously in our house, especially from well, being uh, in quarantine together for a year and a half is like she's heard eighty percent of my urine. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Jordan, you didn't see one of you didn't see Gabrus's two minute pee playing uh, cool games on Fallon last week. <laughs> no, no. Oh man, no! I was watching Colbert that night. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was watching Steve, Steve Agee's five-minute dump on Colbert. <laughs> uh, my favorite. Uh, but my wife woke up to what she thought was a pipe bursting, and it was me laying on the side of the bed, laying on the, my side, having pissed my pants so much that it was coming out the front of my underwear. And what had woken her up was. 
it was splashing on like an inch of piss that was on the floor already, like a huge <laughs> And she woke me up and I, she was like, what? And I was like, ah, oh, and I was, it was everywhere. I like rolled over and didn't stop. It was so much piss. It was on the, it splashed up all up along the wall of my bedroom and shit. And it was so, it was so much. And then we were going to meet friends at the museum at like 10 a.m. <laughs> at, at the museum. Yeah, I know. And so we're going to the museum the next morning, and I'm like, uh, f- uh, podcaster friend uh, Ben Rogers is like, hey, you guys are running a little late. I'm like, yeah, got pretty wasted last night. Tiffany's like, why don't you tell him what happened? And I was like, piss the bed real bad. I, like, I tell him the story, and he goes, yeah, Jesus, man. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to take a little while off drinking. He's like, yeah, I think that's the right move. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, sold. I haven't gotten that drunk again yet <laughs> in a while. So wait, what did you have to, what museum exhibit did you have to look at hungover? It was Probably they did like a monsters exhibit at the Natural History Museum like a couple years ago. It was like probably around Halloween. Especially if my if my wife wanted to go to the museum, it was probably something goth that we were going to see. So I think it was that because they had like uh, like, you know, news stories about the Wolfman and stuff like they did like a room on each one of the classic monsters. And then we saw some other cool shit walking around but i was brutally hung over i had like four water hmm. bottles and one dump at the museum and that's just like <laughs> bad news i the first time we went to the louvre i was so hung over i had to fucking the second we swiped in i was like ah sorry i have to run to the bathroom and i was in there for like 25 minutes and then i come out my wife's just standing there and she's like ready to walk around the louvre now we like flew to fucking paris you've been shitting mostly <laughs> since we got here I uh my one of those is I puked in the bathroom at the uh, Abbey Road recording studio. <laughs> <laughs> this is when I was doing uh this is when I was Lone, doing uh, Sergeant um, Peppers. <laughs> yeah, this is when I was recording Sergeant Pepper. Bad acid. <laughs> Some people call me the fifth beetle. <laughs> it was not in fact Pete Best. <laughs> this was back when I was doing press junkets and it was like they they and you know, they I, I'm sure like that industry has totally changed now, but they would like fly you to crazy places sometimes. And they flew us to, uh, to England for gosh, what was it? Oh, it was that Russell Brand movie, Get Him to the Greek. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. the Los Angeles set film, Get Him to the Greek. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think the idea was that like, oh, he's a rock star. He's a British rock star in the movie. So you know, go to Abbey. Uh, we'll Road. do it at Abbey Road. Uh, and yeah, and I just like. I just got so trashed the night before, just like before I like had to puke in one of the bathrooms. I'm like, oh, hey, this is a pretty like historic bathroom. I think of everybody who's puked in oh, here. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. Can I can I offer something that I would like our our listeners to call in about? Besides, of course, hmm. please call in with your segments and momentous occasions. 206-984-4FUN, JJGO at MaximumFun.org. I feel like in our audience, some of our listeners have experienced completely inappropriate media in completely inappropriate contexts as a as a young person and i want to know what they are can i tag this for you jesse tag yeah away. thank you maybe not even young maybe like based in environmentally when it like when they saw it or something like that yeah can just a, just broadly contextually completely inappropriate exactly. the equivalent yeah, yeah. of the Shining at a at an eighth birthday right, party. Right. I keep thinking about that. Yeah, <laughs> like The Shining, almost anywhere else besides in your house or just in like a revival movie theater, basically. <laughs> right. 
Um, 206-984-4-FUN-JJGO at MaximumFun.org. I mean, somebody has to have seen something at a wedding, right? Just something at a wedding. A, like a movie? <laughs> yeah, it was just like a wedding, and, and, and the theme of the wedding is, uh, you know, Raging Bull or something. <laughs> and like... It, like just after the wedding, everybody sits down and watches the movie. <laughs> no, in the wedding, it's like part of the wedding. Ah, in this scenario, you watch the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they have everybody watch Raging sure. Bull during the wedding instead of ha- that would be that would be really inappropriate because DJs are expensive. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, but I mean, a VHS copy of Raging Bull. <laughs> yeah, it's like relatively cheap. Ninety nine cents. It's not expensive like those exploitation horror movies on VHS. No. Those are expensive. It's like getting a fucking yeah. substitute teacher to plan your wedding. They just like wheel in a big fucking TV and put on a movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the, the DJ couldn't be yeah. here. <laughs> Sorry, your uh, your priest is out sick. Uh, this is uh, Phantom Menace. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> Two zero six nine eight four four fun. JJ go at maximumfun.org for your voice memos. I want to I want to hear about this. I think we're gonna get some good ones. Uh, and of course, you're always welcome to call in your momentous occasions in your uh, segments for the program. But let's hear about your uh, let's hear about your inappropriate media experiences. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Okay, let's break it down because we got some shit that we need people to pay attention to. First of all, I produced a radio show for Pee Wee Herman from Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Pee Wee's Playhouse and uh, the famous dance to the Pee Wee Herman. Um, This is the highlight of my entire career. It is only available for one week at KCRW.com starting the day after Thanksgiving when it will air at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Um, so go to KCRW.com and please listen to it because I'm really proud of it. Uh, was really, really hard work, worked on it for a really long time, got to work with my all-time hero, and I think it came out pretty good. Pee Wee Herman Radio Hour, KCRW.com. Please do actually listen to it because then it's going to just disappear into the ether forever because it has too much copyrighted music in it. <laughs> uh, special guests, right? Special guests coming on this thing too? All kinds of fucking special guests. All, all I'll say is this. <laughs> Pee-wee does hang up on Jack White. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> okay. Dang. I don't know if I was supposed to reveal that, but that is something that happens in the course cool. of the program. Cool. Yeah. KCRW.com. Jordan, what's going on with your book, Bubble, besides it being a perfect holiday gift for anybody who loves laughs or comics or uh, fun sci-fi premises in, in, in anyone who's listening to This Is Life? So, uh, some people have been asking me where they can get a personalized copy of Bubble for a holiday gift. And you said, up your ass and around the corner. Yeah, in, in hindsight, <laughs> I shouldn't have been such a dick to someone who was trying to buy my book, but... Yeah, up your nose with a rubber hose, you said. Yeah, I was... Listen, I was oh. having a bad day, um, and so what I did was I took a deep breath, I did a little walk around the block, and I decided that I should... Tell them to pound sand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I listen. I love the vans, and if they want if they want a signed, personalized copy of Bubble for the holidays, you can do it. But you only have until December third. Here's what you do: you go to BookSoup.com. That's a great indie bookstore here in LA. Maybe my favorite bookstore. They're great. You go to the signed page, and you can get a signed copy of Bubble delivered anywhere in the world. 
internationally within the U.S. You don't have to be in L.A. to get it. Uh, and not only will I sign it, but there's a little box you can check where I will personalize it, and I will write whatever dumb fucking shit you want. The dumbest thing you can think of, I will write in that book. It is a way to communicate with me personally, and because you bought the book, I yeah. got to write it. That's how it works. It can be an inside joke for this show. It could be some Cotton Candy Randy shit. Um Whatever. It could just be an inside joke with you and your dumb buddies. I don't care. You bought the book. I have to write it, but only if you buy it this way. Uh, so, yes, booksoup.com. I would really, really love to see some people think of some dumb shit to make me write. Um, yeah. Uh, you can do it, and uh, it'll get delivered there for the holidays. And uh, if you already read Bubble and loved it, uh, we are nominated for a Goodreads Choice Award. Uh we will probably not win. There are some heavy hitters in the category with us, but if we could make it to the next round, that'd be kind of cool. So uh, goodreads.com, you click on Goodreads Choice Awards. Uh, we're there in the graphic novel section with some <laughs> fucking impossible to beat graphic <laughs> novels. <laughs> just, some, just some fucking legends in that category, okay? We're happy to be there. We're happy people liked the book. You're like, wait, we're going up against the... The first appearance of Spider-Man? That doesn't seem... <laughs> yeah, I know. It didn't even... It. Yeah. <laughs> it came out in the fucking 50s. I know. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's some... They, they re-released Watchmen for the, for the fucking millionth time, so now we got to beat that. No, we don't have to beat Watchmen, but, like, basically we have to beat Watchmen, honestly, so... Uh, yeah, listen, winning might not happen, but going to the next round would be really cool, and it'd just be really cool to make a good showing at the Goodreads Awards. Uh, so yeah, go on to goodreads.com, click on the Choice Awards, and uh, head on over to the Graphic Novel section. You can vote in the other categories. I don't give a fuck, but none of them be benefit me personally. <laughs> Jordan, at PutThisOnShop.com, which is my antique store, uh, I identified a couple of items that Jordan Jesse Go listeners might be interested in for their uh, stocking yes. stuffers. What do you got? Number one, I have a whole collection of like 1950s gag gifts. Okay. So if you want, uh, if you want a a somewhat risque, maybe a little sexist gag gift that comes mm -hmm. in a joke box, uh, go to putthisonshop.com. Um, definitely not sexist are wacko sores stickers. These are wacky dinosaurs, Jordan. Ooh. Um, you can get those at at putthisonshop. Uh, dot com plus you know you could buy some beautiful you know you could buy a uh like a a tiffany bill clip or like some gold knot cufflinks or something like that you could also buy something beautiful but at this point it's mostly yo mtv raps cards that we have so cool. go to put this on shop.com uh get your holiday gifts that aren't copies of bubble first priority bubble second priority wacko source uh and if you use the code waluigi which is, uh, this guy's like an evil Mario. You know this guy? Yeah, I know this guy. Oh, I know this guy. Yeah, he's known as the evil Mario, Waluigi. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, nobody's going to have a problem with that. Use the code, uh, use the code Waluigi and almost all your orders ship for free. I put $10 minimum purchase. That seems about right, right? Yeah. And I'm not going to ship... You know, we don't have any safes for sale or anvils, but I'm not going to ship those for free to you in the Virgin Islands. 
Just be reasonable about this and use the code Waluigi for free shipping on almost everything. I put this on shop.com. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Do you sometimes wonder whatever happened to the kids at your school who really loved Star Trek? You might remember a kid like me, the one who read the Star Trek novels and built Starship models. I also took music classes to avoid taking gym classes that required showering after, but I don't see what that really has to do with- Or a kid like me. I introduced myself to kids at my summer camp one year as Wesley, but when the school year started and some of those kids were in my new class, I actually had to explain to my friends that I had tried to take on the identity of my favorite Star Trek character. The shame haunts me to this day. I'm sure some of those Star Trek fans from your childhood grew up to have interesting and productive lives, but we ended up being podcasters. On The Greatest Discovery, you'll hear what happens to two lifelong Star Trek fans who didn't grow up to be great people, but just grew up to be people who love jokes as much as they love Trek. Season four of Star Trek Discovery is here, so listen to our new episodes every week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun. It's the Thanksgiving season, and I want to take this opportunity to thank you, the members of Maximum Fun. This Max Fun Drive, your generosity and your love of pins helped us raise over $90,000 to help bridge the digital divide. Families without internet access struggle to do things that the rest of us might take for granted, especially during COVID. Going to school, applying for jobs, finding medical care. Your donations help the nonprofit Everyone On. They provide equipment, services, and training to get people online so they can access opportunity. You can find out more about the great work Everyone On does at everyoneon.org. Thanks for supporting Maximum Fun. Thanks for supporting everyone on. And thanks for being awesome people who want to do good in the world. Oh, it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. John Gabris, beef master. Yeah, sure. Why not? Sounds a little farty. But, you know. <laughs> Maybe it's because we hung a hat on it, so yeah. maybe it wouldn't, in a vacuum, it wouldn't sound farty. John Gabris, it is never less than a delight to have you on the program. We're so grateful you made the time for us. Thank you for having me. Uh, probably America's most successful podcaster. Yeah, up there. Top 10, I'm right? up there. <laughs> yeah, I'm up there. Uh, the only thing I'm lacking is the finances, but I'm about to go right wing big time and i know that'll just turn my profits into like you know i'll just start making money hand over fist <laughs> yeah no it's great yeah, yeah do your show live at cpac <laughs> <laughs> the money is in and i know this from that one guy uh the money is in buying a property in upstate new york and then kind of turning it into a cult compound like you don't get the yeah. permits you just start inviting people to move to your property and build things. That's where the money is. Yeah, that's the move. You're all wrong. It's in leggings. So I'm going to sell <laughs> the two of you. Yeah. I can get you a deal uh -huh. on a crate of leggings. Uh -huh. can... You sell them on Instagram. Oh, I, I don't need a crate, but if you have an old pair in your closet, yeah. I'll, in your garage, I'll take one. If you happen to have old, an old crusty pair. Jordan, I'm no commodities trader, 
but I'm wondering, what is the exchange rate on old leggings from the garage and Herbalife jugs? Uh, two, two for one. <laughs> two, two for, for one. one. Sweet. Two for one. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, let me get my. Let me go to my Herbalife storage. Yeah. Unit and uh, God, I'll, I'll, I'll grab. I'll grab four jugs and we'll do it big. <laughs> we'll go in. We'll get fucking life done. Uh, Gabrus, uh, you have many podcasts. Action Boys that we've mentioned. Action Boys. Yeah, we got free episodes where however you're listening to a podcast, we have some free episodes. That, uh, so search Action Boys with a Z, get a little sniff, and then you can come over to the Patreon. And we got, you know, hundreds of episodes, thousands of hours about action movies. It's truly not appealing. <laughs> I get it. Like, but it, if, it might be to one lone street fighting JJ Go freak fan, you know, they're out there street fight G7 street fighting, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a funny part of dirty work. <laughs> I don't know if that just came to me. I'm have I'm doing great. R.I.P. Norm. Um, I got the Gino Lombardo podcast on Stitcher Premium coming up uh, on the end of that. And I don't know if this episode when this episode comes out, but the Thanksgiving Eve Power Hour. Um, if it's Thanksgiving weekend, it's still up there available to watch. Watch the live stream. Check it out. We're donating to Sunrise Movement. Good cause. I will say that your yearly Power Hour. A uh, an episode of it's it's like it's a high and mighty episode, right? That's, Correct. Yeah. That's what feed it falls under. Yeah, it is it. So it's you and kind of a not rotating. It's kind of it's it's the same little crew every year with yeah. some swap outs. It's the players. It's uh, it's the Power Hour players. It's Nicole Byer. It's them Doughboys. It's Mono Agapian and Betsy Sandaro. It's like that's it, who it's it, been the last few years. Good crew. So the idea is that you you guys you know just you you have kind of a podcast style chat, but every sixty seconds a timer rings and you do a shot of beer. It is <laughs> it is Fuck. my it is my favorite <laughs> holiday tradition. Root the the fucking Rankin Bass Rudolph can go fuck itself. <laughs> Charlie Brown and his dumb tree can jump up my butt halloween dads can suck it i'm yeah, here for fuck thanksgiving the, fuck you with your seasonal hours. spiders yeah the power hour is so funny you're so funny like the crew is Thank so you, funny Joma. it's such a like wild premise and like but it is also like often like by the end everybody is so drunk and everybody like loves each other so like it is <laughs> it is often very touching yeah, it makes me feel good. It's like a way to connect with friends. Because Thanksgiving Eve for a lot of people was when you got home from college, you got blasted with your high school right. friends. Now that everyone was like, right. uh, you know, for a certain set. It's like, I went to college and learned that I like Dr. Pepper shots. You went to college and learned you like cocaine. Let's combine the two in our hometown bar now that we have fake IDs. <laughs> uh, so there's Thanksgiving Eve is that for so long. And that changes when you're in your 30s and 40s. But if you choose your friends, get like because being hungover on Thanksgiving is so manageable because it's like just consume, you know, like just eat. <laughs> yeah, just you don't have to go to some fucking museum and nah, try dude. and <laughs> learn about the Wolfman. Bafa culo, <laughs> just eat a fucking handful of turkey, a handful of stuffing, and you come back to life, baby. Herbal yeah, life. grab it with your hands. <laughs> but yeah, the Power Hour is so funny and so so beautiful i definitely recommend every everybody check it out if you need it if you need a gateway to the gabrus averse there is uh yeah there's there is no no funnier hour of podcasting that <laughs> oh, you can thanks, choose thanks man i appreciate that very kind uh john thank you for joining us uh again we appreciate it 
uh, John Gabris, the host of all the podcasts we just mentioned. Hell yeah. Um, thank you very much. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Hey, Jordan, you know you can do this Thanksgiving weekend? Hmm. Listen to the fucking Pee Wee Herman radio hour that I produced. Yeah, that's right. Go. I produced a show with the actual Pee Wee Herman. You can listen to it on KCRW.com this week. Fucking get with it. It's the highlight of my entire career. You can only listen to it for one week, so don't fuck this up for yourself. KCRW.com. I met and worked with the real-life Pee Wee Herman, Jordan. Jesus Christ, that's fucking amazing. In the, Unreal. In the, in the suit and everything, huh? The, guy, the, guy, the little guy with the little bow tie. That's the man. Bike. The one from the famous dance. Oh, beautiful. Uh, JJ, go at MaximumFun.org, 206-9844-FUN. We want to know about your most inappropriate media experiences. Uh, our producer, Brian Sonny D. Fernandez, uh, on the live stream, it is Val Moffat. Uh, our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. You can find us on Twitter at Jesse Thorne at Jordan underscore Morris. Um, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Reddit, MaximumFun.Reddit.com. Um, and, uh, you know, we love you. Thank you for listening to our program. You know what I'm thankful for, Jordan? Hmm. People listen to this dumb fucking show it means it's a lot. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's really gorgeous. And the buckle shoes, I'm thankful for those, you know, because it's just a great, just like if you're going to have some people found your country with essentially an act of genocide. Right. Um, like, that is a great shoe. Like, it really softens the blow. You might as well have a premium fit, dude. Ooh, the yeah. fits on the those drip. pilgrims. Those mad buckles Ooh, up in this fit. The drip on those fucking buckles. Yeah. <laughs> buckles on fleek. Buckle drip. Buckle drip. <laughs> okay, well. Buckle if you buckle. Oh, the fire, the fire fits on those pilgrims. We'll be back <laughs> next week on Jordan Jesse Go. Goodbye. Bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.